When the Washington Commanders and New York Giants faced off in week seven, Washington was favored by three and lost by seven. So what happens this time when the Washington Commanders are favored by much more than three points? That and more coming up on this crossover episode of Locked On Giants and Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Giants, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. She is Patricia Trana on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trana. Both of us are credential members of the media covering these teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation group of sites. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with the everydayers, always loyal. Even with losing records, we always appreciate you all for coming through. This crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code, all lowercase, LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And this week's crossover I'm going to tell you why the Washington Commanders can make good on a nine and a half point favorite spread. Patricia is going to tell you why the New York Giants, like they did in week seven, are going to not only cover that spread, but win the game, possibly. And we're going to start with the biggest story surrounding each team. Patricia, let's turn it over to the New York Giants. What is going on around? Uh, look, I got to start with a question, actually. Is Tommy DeVito actually Danny DeVito related? Or is that just like a, an Internet rumor that I want to buy into? You know, I think it's probably an internet rumor. I should have asked him today because I was talking to him quite a long period, you know, for a while. And we were talking about chicken cutlet because that's, that's just one of his favorite dishes. And yeah. somehow we just ended up talking about that as well as a few other things. But I never thought to ask him about, is he related to Danny DeVito? But I've seen a lot of people call him Danny DeVito. Um, I also thought it was kind of cool. He has a uh, a big necklace with large initials td which are his initials okay. but also which of course are the initials for touchdowns so yeah. not I mean, not fitting, surprisingly right? not surprisingly he leads the giants passers in touchdown throws with three so there's might be something to it there yeah absolutely and, and i mean obviously he's kind of the big thing that we're talking about from the Giants side of things as, as far as unknowns are concerned but is he the biggest storyline for the giants coming to this weekend or is there another storyline that you're watching I mean, look, it, the Giants season is DOA. It's dead on arrival. Um, everybody at this point is like, just get it over with. Just tank the rest of the way. Get a good draft pick and let's move on. Because this Giants team is so decimated by injuries. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. And it's every year that this team gets banged up by injuries. This year, the injuries affecting some of the key players that they could ill afford to lose and really, you know, at this point, it's like you've got the JV team out there going against varsity teams and they're not competitive. They're getting their doors blown off. And head coach Brian Dable just has no answers because he just doesn't have the personnel. And, you know, he sits there and he'll say, well, you know, we'll keep fighting. We'll keep working. Mm. We'll correct the mistakes. But there's only so much you can do when you don't have the guys that you were planning to have around whom you maybe designed some plays and some concepts. And now you've got to go through other guys, you know, coaches say next man up, that's got to be one of the biggest misnomers in, in, in all of football. 
Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you know, the 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 talent drop off a lot of times from the starters to the backups, and then when you're getting like the second backup is 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 pretty great. Like that, there the talent gap there is pretty wide for the most part. And at two and eight, like you said, the New York Giants and and Giants fans may be kind of ready to call it, you know, NFL draft season, and we get the Senior Bowl coming up here in in a couple months, and that that time is is fastly coming uh, for NFL fans, like it or not. But the Washington Commanders have four wins. Not in a whole lot of a better situation, but I don't think that everybody is ready to call it a season just yet. Some fans are ready to call it. Some fans are definitely ready to call it uh, a career, at least an employment window for Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders. But they're focused on trying to win. They're focused on trying to get better. And they're focused on the development of quarterback uh, Sam Howell versus the New York Giants in week seven. Sam Howell had his second lowest quarterback rating of his career. The Giants held him to 60.5 quarterback rating. Only the second game of his entire career that he's had below 77. And I know he hasn't even played a full season's worth of games yet, so that's not completely surprising or, or shocking. But actually, I would expect a young quarterback to have maybe a few more struggle games. Uh, but in reality, his career has actually gone fairly smoothly, except for the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. Coach Dable just happens to have a little bit of experience uh, with both of those teams. 22 of 42 in Week 7. Only 28 of those passes, Patricia, were catchable. That's a 67% catchable rate. That's not completion rate. That means only 67% of the balls that left Sam Howell's hand were even considered to be within range of being caught at all in, in general. You definitely want that number to be much higher. The Giants got 16 pressures on Howell. They got six sacks. But since then, Sam Howell's got a little bit smarter. He looks a little bit sharper pre-snap. He looks a little bit sharper with what defenses are trying to do to them. Tyler Larson has taken over at center. Unfortunately, our good buddy, yours and mine, Nick Gates, has been benched. Chris Paul has come in at left guard because Sadiq Charles has been injured. And honestly, when Sadiq Charles isn't injured, I'm not sure that he's getting his job back uh, anyway. I think Chris Paul might be secured in that spot as well. Still giving up similar pressure numbers in the few weeks that they've had with that duo, but far fewer sacks. And part of that is on the line. Part of that is on Sam Howell being a little bit smarter. Hasn't been sacked more than three times in a single game since the Giants got to him six times. And in that time, eight touchdown passes, only two interceptions. 82% of his passes since then have been catchable. Six most against uh, among NFL quarterbacks with at least 100 pass attempts in the last three weeks. And as his touchdown percentage uh, over the same stretch is fifth in the NFL. His interception percentage is 10th in the NFL, which you don't want to be top 10 interception percentage, but you have a, a fairly solid ratio there. So the question here for, for, for the Washington Commanders and for Commanders fans is all this growth that we have seen from Sam Howell in this offense since week seven going to translate in week 11 like that's that's the big question because if it doesn't then the new york giants pass rush is going to wreck this game anyway they're going to wreck this offense and we're going to play to 14 to 10 14 to 7 14 to 14 in overtime who wouldn't love overtime after only uh two touchdowns on each side the entire game so patricia that's what we're looking for is 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 the continued growth of that young quarterback what do you think you're going to see from the last time to this time from sam howell Definitely a more improved guy, somebody who's a lot more comfortable, a lot more, you know, sure of himself, um, who's in a rhythm. Um, he's going to be facing a banged up Giants defense. Um, the two cornerbacks, Dory Jackson, I don't think he's going to play. He's still in the concussion protocol. Deontay Banks is banged up. I think he will play, but how effective will he be? I believe he's got an ankle issue. Um, Xavier McKinney is banged up with a rib, rib injury. Bobby O'Karake is banged up, has a hip ailment. I mean, and the Giants pass rush has just not been there the last couple of games. I mean, they, they can't seem to sack that, sack Dak Prescott. 
to save mm-hmm. their lives. You know, that's been what four games now that Wink Martindale has coordinated and they've yet to sack that quarterback. Um, they've cooled down. They were on a tear with sacks with, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau and he's cooled down and he's dealing with a concussion. So who knows if he's going to play. So, you know, look, if, if Washington and Sam Howell can't be more effective against this Giants team, given the state of this defense, then I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, this is a banged up defense. This is a defense that did not play well last week against the Cowboys. And, you know, I look at Sam Howell. I see a guy who was on the rise. Yeah, if you're a Washington Commanders fan, you're incredibly frustrated because this team seems to play up to to the challenge when you're talking about the Eagles, the Seattle Seahawks, who are a playoff caliber team. But then they also play down to, and again, no offense to the Giants, even in week seven, but they play down to the Giants play below the Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. Um, So this is a week where we talk about get right games all the time. And and last time this was a get right game for sack production for the New York Giants. This could be potentially, hopefully for Commanders fans, the get right game for this offense to finally not play down to competition if they are as hampered uh, as they are by those injuries. But there will be 11 defenders and 11 offensive players on each side of the ball uh, on the field this Sunday in FedEx field. Those matchups are going to determine who wins this game and who loses. We'll tell you the key ones that we're watching for. Coming up next on this crossover episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's crossover episode brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game just go to a timeout? Then it's time to order in with DoorDash. And why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach? If you're coming into D.C. for the game and you need dinner the night before, check out Golden Bowl and their shrimp broccoli dish or their shrimp egg rolls. If you're staying home, Kick back and kick off with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party. All of your favorite restaurants and stores are there. Retail, grocery, they're all on the app. So you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Be prepared before game day and stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. If you're preparing for the game and you realize you forgot the buns, you hit DoorDash and get the buns delivered as well so you don't miss a second of the action. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23. Again, that's promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 on your first order after you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change. Terms apply. All right. Thanks again for making a Locked On Giants and Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day and every dayers. Thank you again for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Patricia, that thing is just launched and on a regular, regular basis. There's like 250, 270, up to 300 or so people watching that thing at any given moment throughout the day. It is amazing. Uh, every time I look up at the screen, I see one of our, our co-workers on there, and it is a really cool thing that the network is doing. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the Giants commander is not doing as many cool things this season. Uh, but they're they're trying, and the guys that are on the field are definitely going to fight this thing out. So when we look at matchups in this contest, Patricia, which one is the biggest one you're looking for? Well, I say it all starts in the pit. So I'm going to say, you know, from the Giants' perspective, Dexter Lawrence is the one guy who has been consistent, and yeah. he can get, create headaches. I mean, he's he's really having 
uh, or making a case, I think, for defensive player of the year with how he's been playing. Now, he won't get it because he doesn't have the sexy numbers like you would associate with a defensive player of the year. But mm-hmm. he is a wrecking ball. And, you know, you mentioned that the commanders shuffled their offensive line a little bit. You know, unfortunately, our friend Nick Gates has been benched. And, and you mentioned there was another change there. So I'm curious to see how Dexter Lawrence holds up against, you know, the changes. Can the, the uh, commanders stop him? And then on the other side of the ball, I'm going to stick with the pit because, you know, even though Washington traded away Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they've got a pretty good interior. And the Giants offensive line, as I mentioned, banged up. They haven't played well. They're giving up a league leading, I believe it's 54 sacks. And most of those sacks are coming through the interior. So, you know, when you've got a Deron Payne and, and an Allen there, it's like, you know, look out. And I think that's going to be, you know, really big because, you know, you've got a rookie quarterback th- back there in, in Tommy DeVito. We talked to Tommy DeVito um, today in the locker room. He mentioned that, you know, the game's slowing down for him. But if you look at his tape last week, you saw a guy who was at times hold, holding onto the ball a little too long, who, you know, was quick to tuck it in tuck it in and run as opposed to yeah. try to make plays and just basically panic in, in the pocket there. So the interior for me is going to be what decides this game between these two teams. I know that's, that's absolutely big. I know that, I know that, you know, talking the ball a little bit too soon or, or getting fixated on that is something that we dealt with early uh, with Sam Howell as well. I think a lot of young quarterbacks just kind of go through that just part of the maturation uh, of a quarterback. But if that growth starts to starts to happen, you saw, uh, with the commander, Sam Howell dropped uh, about a nine-yard pass to Brian Robinson against the Seattle Seahawks, and Brian Robinson did the rest of the work and ended up with a 51-yard touchdown. The reason he was able to do that is the Seahawks saw Sam tuck the ball. They all started bailing out of their coverages and coming towards him to make the tackle. He noticed it, pulled the ball back out, and was able to complete a pass. That is the maturation that you want to see in a quarterback. So it's going to take him a little bit of time to get there, uh, but eventually, hopefully, he will get there, and that's what the Giants are going to need. Uh, you mentioned Dexter Lawrence, and of course, you know I had to come with Dexter Lawrence as well. I mean, the biggest matchup in this game, bottom line, is Dexter Lawrence versus this Washington Commanders offensive line. And I'm going to talk about it, too, because i got a little bit of different flavor to add to it. So we're both talking about the same dude, but we're going to do it in a little bit different way. Like you mentioned, that interior line changes. Uh, those interior line changes have happened, and they have uh, bore fruit for the Washington Commanders. Better pass protection, more time for Sam Howell. And, of course, he himself has made uh, some adjustments as well. The running backs and their role in pass protection, they've gotten a little bit better. They've gotten a little bit more involved in this offense, not just in the running game, not just in blocking, but also in the receiving game. Uh, last week, I mean, they lost to the Seattle Seahawks, but put up 26 points, and the two leading receivers were running backs, Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson, who were never on the field at the same time. So that tells you how often and, and, and uh, how regularly the running backs were getting involved. But Dexter Lawrence... Through 10 weeks of football for the Washington Commanders, because they have not had a bye week. So through 10 weeks of football for the Washington Commanders, Dexter Lawrence has the most pressures on Sam Howell of any singular defensive player this season. Six pressures in week six, according to Sports Info Solutions. That is a season high against the Commanders offensive line. Six of those 16, uh, six of his teams, rather, 16 total pressures. So the Giants had 16 pressures. Dexter Lawrence accounted for six of them. That's 38%. That means... Nearly 40% of the Giants' pressures came from one dude, Sexy Dexy. There's a reason he's got that nickname. Um, That was all him. 25% pressure rate in the game for Dexter Lawrence. Two sacks, six pressures on top of those. That is 5% higher than his season rate right now, which is incredibly high. Definitely one of the best, if not the best, 
in the National Football League, Football League, like you said, uh, certainly making a case to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, I asked Coach Rivera on Wednesday how they prevent Dexter Lawrence from repeating that, again, season high pressures against his commander's offensive line and how they do about that. And here's what Ron had to say to me. He said, quote, I just feel good about where we've grown uh, grown to as far as our offense is concerned. Everything from the play calling because you see EB, Eric Bieniemy getting into those rhythms and things happen very quickly. And he's gotten more and more comfortable with the guys on the field and the guys on the field executing. I think how stout we are up front is obviously a little bit different from earlier in the year. And then the play of a lot of guys. I mean, in fact, EB and I were talking about this during one of the periods is that the guys were playing faster. They're playing with more confidence. You see that they do feel good about what they're doing when they have a good grasp of it. So it's a really layered equation, right? We like to look at it as Dexter Lawrence against Tyler Larson or against Chris Paul or Sam Cosme or whoever it is that he's going up against. But really it is Dexter Lawrence against the Washington Commanders offense, the New York Giants pass rush against the Washington Commanders offense. And every single person in this equation has a hand in it. The problem is if one of those parts of the equation starts to fail, like if EB calls a seven-step drop, that might give Dexter the time he needs to get it on Sam. Then vice versa, if Sam takes too long, if the running backs miss a chip, if the offensive line doesn't hold up at the point of attack, all of these things, Dexter Lawrence needs one avenue, and he can he can definitely take advantage of that. So, Patricia, for all those reasons, uh, Dexter Lawrence is definitely, definitely the guy that the Washington Commanders have to account for and make, I mean, triple team this dude if you have to uh, on Sunday in order to keep Sam Howell as clean as possible. The most important player, though, for the New York Giants, Patricia, is it Dexter again? Are we going to get even deeper in the Dexter Lawrence conversation, or do you have a different guy that you're looking for that needs to stand out in this contest? I mean, the only other guy you can make an argument for is maybe Saquon Barkley, because you do have a rookie quarterback, a guy who really, you know, his strength is not throwing the ball deep. You want to get to your chunk plays, you know, maybe you you ride Saquon Barkley and and hope that he can help you with loosening up the uh, the defense, moving the chains and whatnot. But I would say, you know, at this point, yeah, Saquon and Dexter are the two guys that the Giants are going to lean on very heavily in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Saquon is dealing still with that ankle injury that he suffered a few weeks back. He was limited in Wednesday's practice, but he's expected to go. Um, but, uh, you know, the Giants really, you know, injuries have really wiped this team out to where you yeah. can't even say, okay, you, you you know, you can look forward to this matchup or that matchup. You know, Jalen Hyatt is another guy, you know, you would have thought you would look forward to, but he's in the concussion protocol and who knows if he's going to play. So really you're, you're down to, you yeah. know, I'm laughing and I shouldn't be laughing, but it's Saquon and Dexter at this point, because that's all they really have left that I think could potentially scare the commanders. Yeah, no, 100%. I caught up with Saquon a little bit after the last game and, you know, told him I was happy to see him healthy, happy to see him able to do uh, what he did. Obviously, for the for the sake of my listeners and, and, and the fan base that I cover, I want the commanders to come out victorious. But for Saquon as a human, very happy to see him being able to do what he did. So for him to be banged up again, you feel bad for the dude. My, my most employer, important player for the commanders is Emmanuel Forbes, rookie cornerback uh, who didn't get a lot of play. Only four, only four coverage snaps the last time these two teams faced off. But you expect him to get more time. Uh, with the with the trajectory he's been on outside of the ejection early on against the Seahawks, unfortunately. Um, but with Benjamin St. Juice coming into this thing banged up, Kendall Fuller uh, is a veteran, so obviously he's going to be out there. But the commanders are going to need to be able to find a work balance between Forbes and St. Juice to give Forbes more experience and to let St. Juice hopefully not aggravate that injury that he's dealing with. And yeah, the absence of Jalen Hyatt, potentially, I think we expect it. Uh, certainly, 
you know, the commanders aren't going to celebrate it, but they're not going to be sad that he's not on the field because he did a little bit of damage against them uh, last time they were out there. So matchups, we got storylines. Now we got to tell you what we think is going to happen Sunday, week 11 at FedEx Field. Coming up next on Locked On Giants, Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's crossover episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spent a lot of time talking together, but today our chat needs to get a little bit more personal because whether you're on extended travel, bracing for major weather events, or dealing with yet another supply shortage, you are covered thanks to Jace Medical. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics like Cialis or Viagra. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. And remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount on your purchase. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a one-year supply. I highly recommend this for everyone, end quote. If you or someone you love would love to get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase at Jace Medical. All right, we're wrapping up this crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Commanders, Locked on Giants. She's Patricia Patricia Trina. I am David Harrison. And Patricia, uh, I mean, everything you're saying. So the media workroom in Ashburn, Virginia, when when we talked about the spread on this thing, we all realized that the Commanders were favored by nine and a half points. We all kind of took, we're all kind of set back. How how is this team favored by nine and a half points? But this is why we do crossovers, because everything you're laying out in front of us kind of tells us why the Commanders are favored by nine and a half points. But before we get to the spread, what has to go right for the New York Giants in order to win this game? They better find a magic potion that cures all these guys that are on IR. Seriously. I mean, they are playing with a skeleton crew here. You know, there there are guys that you can argue that, you know, if they were on another team, would they be starting? Probably not. You know, that's just, that's not to be mean. That's just the reality of the situation. So, you know, You've had multiple uh, offensive line combinations. They haven't been able to gel. You know, they're on their third quarterback, and he's dealing with a left shoulder injury, by the way. Um, You know, so he's one hit away from Matt Barkley coming in. Uh, They don't have their top receiving weapon in Darren Waller. I mean, so much has gone wrong for this Giants team, but the biggest thing has been the injuries. You know, the kicker, Graham Gano isn't going to play. He's on IR. And the list goes on and on and on. Now, as far as what needs to go right, the Giants need to get some turnovers, I think, and and cash cash in on them. They weren't able to really do that last week against Dallas, despite the fact that I think they got one and they came up short. Not that Mm -hmm. it would have mattered, given the way the the game went, but still. Um, So that would certainly help. And they just need to play as clean a game as possible. And I just don't know that they'll be able to do that because like I said, they're, they've got a, a mishmash of, of different personnel that they're throwing together just to get through these last seven games. Yeah, it really does seem like a season for the New York Giants, Patricia. They're, they're, just, they're just snake bit. You know what I mean? Like they, they make some roster decisions that people have questions about in the offseason. Uh, but then they come into the year and just get completely blown out, get blanked and, and went through how many quarters of not scoring uh, a touchdown to, to start the season. And then just as they start to look like they might get a little bit competitive, injuries start setting in and just 
never can really get going up to full speed. Uh, it looks like for a team that had, I mean, they had a, a lot of high hopes coming into the season based off of what they were able to do uh, last year. So it's unfortunate to see any NFL team dealing with that. But of course, Washington commanders, they're not going to come out and spot the giants any points. They're not, you know, just like the Dallas Cowboys last week said, Hey man, we're giving you everything we got, even though uh, you're not necessarily playing with a full deck of cards here. And that's what the Washington commanders plan on doing as well. And in theory, on paper and in expectation, obviously nine, nine and a half point favorites, they should be able to put a really good amount of points on the board. If you look at this team, if they can put up into the thirties against the Eagles twice into the 20 and in the mid twenties against the Seattle Seahawks certainly should be able to do some damage against this team. Certainly should be able to contain them enough on defense to secure a victory. But for me at a bare minimum, this offensive production has got to pick up again, go back to the second lowest QBR in Sam Howell's career. Last time that these two teams faced off, uh, the Giants defense certainly did its own damage against the commander's offense. The commander's offense just looked dead in the water uh, as soon as they got out on the field. You can't win a lot of track meets with this offense, I don't think, right now. But this is one of those things where they should be able to race away from the New York Giants uh, and really try to take this thing, score at least 25 points. If you can score at least 25 points against the Giants, uh, because of all the things we've been talking about, they've only scored more than 17 once this season. They've allowed 17 or more seven times. They've allowed 25 points or more in six different games. This is a team that if you are the Washington Commanders and you think that you are better than your record says you are, you need to come out here and put up at least 25 points. So it's kind of one of these situations where it's almost not good enough to win. You got to win and you got to score at least 25, 26 points doing it. And a lot of people are going to say you need to win by at least 10 points because that spread nine and a half points, Patricia. Do you think the Giants can keep this thing within nine and a half points? I'd like to say yes, but my heart's telling me no. I mean, yeah. that's how bad this team has been. I mean, you look at the 17 points that they scored last week against Dallas. Most of that came in garbage time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Giants are the only team in the NFL yet to score a touchdown in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. They have been blown out of the water in the first half of games. And then they pick it up in the second half. Nobody can quite figure out why that is. So I don't see that changing. And, you know, look, in the past, the Giants have had the commander's number. You know, I, I think they've beaten them, what is it now, eight out of the last 11 times or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the Giants are just so decimated by injuries. And at this point, I, you know, how they're even able to staff a full team to go out there, you know, because they're pulling guys in off the street, you know, and, and it's just, it's not a good situation. It really isn't. It's, it's just, it's depressing if you're the Giants. So, you know, if I had to yeah. take a guess on what I think the Giants are going to score, you know, like I said, last week, they, I predicted they would score 13. They scored 17. I don't see them scoring more than 17 in this game. I think the Giants, if they're lucky, um, I think they maybe they, they can get 13. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't see them beating the commanders this time. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't expect the, the Washington Commanders put 40 plus points up uh, on this defense, you know, simply just because of some of the struggles they have on their own anyway. Uh, and because like you mentioned, like the Giants and the commanders, like uh, uh, some of these things just kind of go out the window when these two teams face off. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a close game. It does feel like this is a little bit more than the Giants can actually overcome to keep that trend going. This kind of feels like that opportunity. You go back a few years when, when the commanders went to Dallas and beat the Cowboys and kind of ran away with it. But there were a lot of guys missing from that game, including Dak Prescott, uh, to kind of put that thing in perspective. But 
it did happen. This kind of feels like the situation where it could be that one off where the commanders just come in and take advantage of all these weaknesses. Um, and, and I do think that you got to see 25, 26 points. If the, if the Giants can put up 17, that kind of puts us right on the cusp of that spread. And, and honestly, I got a hat tip to the to the books, uh, to the uh, to the odds makers. I don't think they want people betting the spread on this game, Patricia, because I was telling another media member this. I said, if you're looking at nine and a half points as a Giants media, you're going, I don't know if they can keep it closer than that. But if you're looking at nine and a half point spread as Washington media, you're going, I don't know if they can keep the other team from scoring that much. So it's it's kind of a situation where both sides is almost the perfect spread because neither side is confident in either one. Maybe just go money line on this one. I know FanDuel, if you're a new customer, you get a $5 money line bet. If you win, you get some bonus bets. So maybe this is the week to do that. Just go money line on this thing. Uh, either way, guys, that's going to do it for today's Crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Giants, Locked on Commanders. Remember, Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So make sure you go to Locked on Sports today and check that out. Coming up this week, Patricia and I both have one more episode at least to drop for you to come check out. So make sure you're back for that. In the meantime, find Patricia on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trina. I am at DHarrison82. As always, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, every day. Thanks for coming through, as always. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Giants, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. <laughs>